Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Take 95, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows, past and present. Here's Jed Shepard. And that guy over there pointing at me like a ridiculous frozen clown. <laughs> a bit harsh. It's Mr. Rob Jelly, a.k.a. Hey, Rob Jelly the Third. How are you, Jed Shepard? Man, I'm so jet-lagged. I'm tired. You are you are jet lagged, Shepherd. Yeah, I'm jet lagged. You're jet lagged. <laughs> That's now a new thing. Uh, it's I'm now so jet lagged. You are jet lagged. Um, first things first. I probably yeah. should issue an apology to those who listen to us on a regular basis. Uh-huh. We've had a couple of weeks out um, due to number of things. You've done a lot of work in the America. Yeah, um, been abroad. Yeah, you've been roaming around, schmoozing. Yeah, schmoozing with cool people <laughs> and some weirdos. Mm-hmm. It's a bit to be said, but cool weirdos. That's very that cool way. weirdos. Very yeah. cool weirdos. Uh, and I've just been a little bit off the radar, so yeah. apologies to you all. <laughs> um, but we have got ninety uh, fifth take of this pilot podcast Whoa, ready there. for you. Yep. Um, and I feel like actually, before we, I know we'll sort of catch up in a second, but yeah. I feel like we're massively understaffed for this. I feel like what do you mean? if if anyone should be doing this episode, yeah. it shouldn't be me. Why? It should be the Monkey Tennis Boys. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I'm. Another thing though, so I'm deep in edits because the new series of uh, Alan Partridge called This Time with Alan Partridge um, is currently broadcasting on BBC One at the moment every week. Monday nights. And as you can imagine, if you uh, make, produce, edit a um, Alan Partridge podcast, your nights are kind of busy because yeah. um, they re- they record it after the episode's aired and then I have to edit it. So. And I don't Until the wee hours of the morning. Yeah, 4 a.m. One, one of them posted yesterday. I, I was up till 1am recording this podcast for you. Did, Did you reply to... saying, I was up until 4 o'clock yeah. editing you? and he was like, hashtag <laughs> rethink my life choices. And I was like, come on, mate, I was up till 4, never mind. <laughs> yeah, but oh, I don't good, mind. They are good lads. And yeah. you, of course, if you are into Alan Partridge, uh, Monkey Tennis Podcast is available in all good podcast stores yeah. and some rubbish ones as well. It is, yeah. Um, how was LA? Oh man, it's just just a dream, just a dream. How, dream hang on, how much of your trip to LA can actually be spoken about at this point? Well, good, very good point. Um, very little, especially as um, I was taken to jumbo clown rooms, but that, that's another story. Okay, for another podcast, <laughs> perhaps. Um, but no, no, very good. Just um, film meetings and seeing friends and locking down some some films and meeting some famous film people who I can't say yet. That's right. But no, it's it's progressing very well. You know how like you grow up having a dream about um, something you want to do, but yep. it's 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 like a pipe dream. You just think it's impossible. How do these people get things made? How do they, how do they, how do films exist? It's actually happening. Yeah, and it's happening really fast. And you're just like, oh, okay. So I'm one of these people that I've I've. I'm now the person I was dreaming of. Yeah. Like going, how do you become one of those people? Yeah, and then people like people are just like, well, oh, well, Jed's now like one of those people like. That's weird. Um, so yeah, it's crazy. It's actually you've also now started referring to yourself in the third person. I often do. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll yeah, I'll jet it out. Um, but no, there's it's it's crazy. It's crazy. But like, I, I can't wait to actually like 
tell people yeah, what I'm doing. But obviously, like everyone knows that um, I had a film called uh, sh- short film called Dawn of the Death and a short film called Salt. Yeah, they did the rounds. They did very well. I mean, Apple even released an emoji for Salt. That's true. Very nice of them. Um, I might eat an apple in celebration. Um, but I, um, so we obviously uh, got film deals for Dawn of the Death and Salt. So we um, have to lock that down. Discussing with, the T's and C's. Yeah, with various different like big studios and things. Um, and then another very exciting project. Um, but then also, I'm also doing a VR horror film as well. Yeah, I think you've mentioned this to yeah. me in the past. I'm not sure if we've mentioned it on the podcast. Yeah, so I'm, I'm ex- not. I'm not trying out, mate. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it just ain't happening. I'm excited. Well, that that's that one's in the UK, so um, I'm going to find out about that in the next thing week or something to see if. Um, I think there'll the be I think want. there'll be lots of people interested in doing something like that. Oh, mate, what well, well, we have? I planned. am not one of them. No, it's, it's, <laughs> this this will put, literally put you into a horror nope, film. Nope. Nope. It's the nope, first time nope, ever nope, nope, you will genuinely nope, nope, feel nope. like you're in a horror film uh, and you no. have choices. You have a choice, though, Rob. Nope. Imagine you're in a horror Wait, film, Here's right? my choice, ready? Nope. No, no, <laughs> you have the choice to nope. You have the choice. Literally, there's there's the, there's the door. Yep. You'll get a choice. You can help someone yep. nope. who really needs your help. Nope. And you really need your help. Nope. Or oh, there's the door. There's the door. Done. You're going to go through the door. You have that choice. Well, no, no, because I know you. You'll put something on the other side of the door. Maybe. <laughs> but no, it's it's something really genuinely new in horror. How about third and option? Fashionally. I just cower in the corner and cry. There is that option. Okay, good. I'll do there that. There is that option I'll also, that. but that might not turn out so good either. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so there's, there's a lot of things going on. But um, Very cool. It's exciting. Well, I wanted to tell you about, um, I, I met someone called Weird Paul while I was away. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I saw some of photos on uh, Instagram. Yeah. So, like, I, so Weird Paul is a guy who is a YouTuber who's, who records everything using a VHS camera, uh, and he edits using two VCRs, um, and he's been doing so since old the school. 80s. Yeah, really old school, and I've, I'm obsessed with him because he collects VHS like I do. Yeah. He collects cassettes, and obviously I'm a big cassette person. Um, and he just collects toys and stuff. So he lives in Pittsburgh, and I wrote to him the week before I went to America and was like, hey, if I'm ever in Pittsburgh, and I do this all the time, by the way. If I see someone cool online, I'm like, he does. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just hang out with him. So I emailed him and was like, hey, Weird Paul, I'm Jed, you don't know me. If I'm ever in Pittsburgh, can <clears> I come and hang, hang out and see your VHS? He was like, yeah. Like, when? And I was like, mm, next week? So... <laughs> So I was like, so I was like, okay, cool. So I told them I'm coming next week. So when I was in New York, I said to my mate Mark, um, who was in the band Ash, I said to him, I need to go to Pittsburgh. And he said, like, cool, I'll drive you. Where, where, how far is Pittsburgh? Like four hundred miles away. And uh, he's he's only learned how to drive recently, and has only driven as far as hundred miles. So we went on this mad adventure across America to see Weird Paul, this complete stranger, to see his collection of VHS. And then we had a lovely time with him. Um, and then we were meant to like stay somewhere in, in, in Pittsburgh, but he went to me. He put the idea in my head. What if we just drove back? Like, no sleep. We haven't slept in, in ages. What if we just drove back? And I was like, adventure. So we did that and almost died like 15 times. Um, we just had to like, turn the music up really loud, sing Weezer out the window. Um, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. But um, no, I had, I had it was a billion stories. Oh, another story I can tell you. When I was in LA... So, well, by the way, we will get to the will, pilot podcast shortly. No, but this is good. So, um, as you know, my favourite film of all time is Night of the Comet. Yeah. Uh, this 80s classic kind of zombie movie about these uh, the last two girls left alive. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they happen to be sisters. And last time I was out in America, I was blessed to to meet one of them, Kelly Maroney. Yes. She's in Chopping Mall. She's in um, um, National Lampoon's Animal House. It's not Animal House. She, uh, yeah, she's in Animal House, I think. The thing is, you can't anyway. see this, but Jed's brain, I can see it happening All right now, is like... scanning yeah. through such a diverse library of film titles right now. My Rolodex. So she, she's... But Chopping He's Morland. glazed over and everything. <laughs> Chopping more than Night of the Comet. Like, a brilliant movies. Anyway, so I met her at last, and I didn't think it could get any better. Yep. But she was like, oh, you want to like, let's hang out, let's go for a drink. So I was like, cool, cool, cool. So I met her in this bizarre... I picked a bar at random in LA, right? Yeah, good idea. And I like, got there, and uh, there's a there's a guy at the door, and let me in, and it was a, it was in a tiny little room. I was like, "Where is everyone?" And he's like, "You've got to walk through the fridge." So I, I had to open the fridge door, and like <laughs> there was a massive bar behind this fridge, and I was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Like Narnia. Anyway, <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. Actually. So so went in, and it was it was weird bar, but like perfect. Um. So I'm waiting for Kelly. Kelly turns up. But also, she brings along with her the other main actress from the film Night of the Comet. So I got to meet no both. No way. Yeah, the two main girls from my favourite film of all time, Night of the Comet. Um, In LA? Yeah. Dude, you are actually living the dream. I am. And if you've seen the pictures, um, the other woman who and she was the lead in um she was the female in Weekend at bernie's and the last starfighter you're um, naming films i've never heard of mate amazing but- Catherine mary stewart and uh, it's brilliant pictures of of all of us I together borrow your vhs's yeah but no crazy times but that's that's the, the magic of hollywood you can literally just say uh i want to meet this person and then you can meet them somehow um it's bananas mate absolutely bananas anyway, how's your week yeah, all right, man. Yeah. Not bad. Good, cool. Yeah. Shall we go cool. to the, so, the podcast? <laughs> no. Uh, no, no, it's been, it's, yeah, it's been really, really good. Um, we've had a good, quite a good few weeks. Uh, lots of great live music on the show from bands that prior to the show I'd not ever heard of before. So I'm really glad to have them in my life now and know a bit more about their music. Um, we're chatting with Steve Lamack from Six Music. Oh, There's man, a day. Um, we're chatting to one of the members of Wet, Wet, Wet as well Which last one? week. Uh, Tom Cunningham. I don't know Marty Pello. I don't know yeah. why I asked what? which one because no. I was waiting for you to say Mar- Marty Pello. <laughs> you were hoping I was going to say Marty Pello yeah. so you could go, oh, I know Marty, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, Marty's no longer part of Wet Wet Wet. He's doing stage <laughs> stuff. What on earth? Well, so, listen, listen. It, it, so they're just, they're just called Wet Wet now? No. no. Listen back to my interview. It's on the BBC Sounds uh, page. And You can't yeah. have... You, hang on. You can. I hope you said you this can. No, no, you can. You can't have Wet 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 yeah, without Marty Pello. Yes, Pello. you can. Yes, you can. What do you mean? Well, of course you can because they formed the band together. Okay. Don't start. Don't get started yeah. on this, right? Don't so how many? There's three in the band, right? There was four of them, including Marty. Okay. Marty's no longer there, so they've got a new front front man. But the rest of the band, the original Wet 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 band, backing vocals, all the drums, the guitars, the keys, they all play that. No, but Marty Pello's voice. It's just a vo- yeah, but it's just a voice. That's like saying um, Elvis. Oh, for goodness' sake! We'll g- can we get onto the pilot podcast? Because I didn't realize I was going to start this off. Ferrari. Okay, listen to the rest of that on our, on our uh, Mighty Pally podcast straight afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I've had some really, really great guests on. Um, I've got a week off next week, which will be nice because my brain's hurting. <laughs> um, uh, no, it's because it's been amazing because I've had a lot of really, really cool chats with people. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's just been a whirlwind, really. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, you can catch up with all the stuff. I was talking to the Monkey Tennis Boys and yourself. That's about right. Alan, Alan Partridge. I was I was on your show. You're actually on the BBC Sounds website <laughs> yeah. as well. So me and Nick from Monkey Tennis were on talking about the new Alan Partridge TV show, which yeah. is handy because we're just about to talk about it again. We are about to talk about it in a moment. So should we do that now? <laughs> yeah, let's do or it. Or if it's okay with you, I'll start with my option, which is still Alan Partridge, yeah. but not the brand new one. Yeah. Um, for take ninety five of the pilot podcast, I'm going to get us started by having a look back. At mid morning matters. North Norfolk Digital. How many times have you sung that out loud? A billion times because I edit the Monkey Tennis podcast <laughs> and that's on the theme song as well. So, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm not going to really have to say a lot for this week's episode. I feel like <laughs> I can just hand to you, really, and get you to talk about it. No, all. but. Um, the interesting thing about this is because you work in radio. I do. And I've worked in radio, so I've known people like this. I've almost become Alan Partridge-esque in certain situations. So, But you are currently living an Alan Partridge lifestyle. A little bit more glamorous than uh, Alan Partridge. I'd like to think a little bit more yeah. glamorous. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to think a little bit more. With le- less awkwardness. Um, less inappropriate wording on the radio, perhaps. I should I should be your sidekick Simon. I've just decided. You should be sidekick Simon. So, sidekick, yeah, sidekick Simon. So like, you should um, tell your BBC bosses. Jed's going to be my sidekick from now on. Um, he's, he's not. He's he's um he's going to be funny and he's going to like. What's his name? Jed. Jed what? No, just Jed. <laughs> yeah, just Jed. It's just Jed. Just Jed. That's it. Just Jed. Um, because. Yeah, and like <laughs> because yeah, I just think. But just to give some context uh, of this, so um, this wasn't initially released as like a normal Alan Partridge TV show. This was released um, as a web series. Oh, was it really? Yeah, it was a web series, um, and it was in. Well, we're not going to do product placement, but it was in uh, connection with a particular brand. Uh, a bit of a sellout, and it was, yeah, and it was on that brand's kind of website, and I feel like Steve Coogan just wanted to kind of shut it away and not tell anyone about it, um, and therefore, no one really watched this first time around, um, and it's such a shame, because I think this is some of the best Alan Partridge stuff, this, well, both series, actually, season one and season two, Midnight One Matters, some of the best Partridge stuff there's ever been, um, but we'll get on to, to, to what you think about it. Right, so I'm confused. You might have to clarify some yeah, stuff yeah. here um, before we even get close to me and my I opinions can tell on you the show. pretty much everything. Uh, <clears throat> the first episode is called Broth and Muppet. And the reason for that? Because he talks about broth and um, he refers to a Muppet. But yeah. there's, we'll get to that in a second. Well, Wait it's because... But it's not episode one of season one, no. according to IMDb. Well, it's two episodes in one, essentially, because it was like web web shows. They were smaller. So they put Broth and they put Muppet together into, into one show. Oh, there okay. There were separate parts. Um, so was this a separate pilot to the actual series that started in 2010 with uh, Focus on Cycling? Because focus on cycling, there's a cycling bit in there. Yeah, it's the it's the same thing. Okay, fine. it's the same thing. Yeah. Right. So we're looking at November 2010. Yeah. Uh, nine, eight, not eight and a half, nine years ago. Mm. Uh, this first aired. Um, I find Alan Partridge. Yeah, I'm just going to have to go out and look straight at the top of this and say I find Alan Partridge really difficult to watch. Yeah, you said that when we did. Um, I did. I'm Alan Partridge. Um, no, knowing me, knowing, knowing me, you. Knowing you. Why is it too close to home? Yeah. 
<laughs> just, well, I thought you were going to argue there. No, <laughs> yeah. it's just it's just too close to home. There's just moments in it which are just un... Like, uh, I never appreciated The Office, uh-huh. okay, until I worked in an office for a brief period of time. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of understood the dynamics there are between certain... Not even just people, but like the departments you might have, you know, if you've got like an accounting department or an HR department, you've got the, obviously the bosses, you've got the general floor of an office space. Yeah. Even just like a physical layout of an office space. I'd never really spent enough time in one to ever give it a real consideration. And I couldn't understand why people disliked the office as much as they did. They, like, there was literally an active hate for it because it was so unbearably cringy. Yeah. Now, I've not spent enough time in an office to get to that level. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy it. However, I feel like I've experienced the world of broadcast long enough now mm-hmm. that Alan Partridge, Steve Coogan, more to the point, yeah. has done... And I. this is where my credit is coming here because I think Steve is possibly one of the most creative people in Britain. Yeah, agreed. Ever. Mm-hmm. Because he manages to make it hilarious for those who don't know and unbearable for those that do. The thing about Coogan is what you've got to remember is the man is a genius, but also with that genius, he's a little bit of a cock. His reputation yeah. precedes him. He's mm. known as a little bit of a diva, a little bit of a nightmare, Yep. but you're not going to get better. If if you want a original, funny take on something, you go to Coogan. Coogan, this, the character he's invented of Alan Partridge is one of the best British creations we've ever had. I would say it's on par with like the Baldrick. Way above that. It's, it's you think it's better than Baldrick? Better than Basil Fawlty. This is, I would say, I'm wow. going to go out on a limb right here. I mean, I think... I he's think the it... best character ever made. British character on any TV show ever made. Fictional character. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. is quite a statement. I'm going to go and, with I, it. And I would say that I'm not going to sit here and argue with you because I feel like it would definitely be up there dueling for the top spot with the likes of Basil Fawlty, yeah. with the likes of Baldrick. He's been doing this character for how many years? He's still going. It's 20-odd years, isn't it? On the BBC of all places. I think sometimes this is what's the most surprising part about it. Yeah. Now, I know this broadcast on other stations. I mean, Mid-Morning Matters was originally a Sky. Sky got that. Uh, yeah, Sky Atlantic. That's why no one watched it. So oh, Sky One, but whatever. Uh, I, Sky I, Atlantic. I, either or, either or. It it was originally a Sky yeah. sort of broadcast mm-hmm. after the web series uh, initial pilot, I guess. Um, whereas a large amount of the other stuff is BBC. Yeah, um, and I must say this was on Sky Atlantic before they had Game of Thrones or anything like that. So literally nobody watched it. Yeah, this is when they did their first rebranding of Sky Channels. I yeah. think um, when they've gone for another one of those recently. Twelve. That was yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Let's talk about the actual episode, the content of the episode. So yep. the episode we've watched is 22 minutes, yeah, um, which is about 22 minutes longer than it needs to be um, to get me feeling awkward. Yeah, because it's immediately awkward from the opening sort of sequence where you've got this satellite yeah. flying through space and there's sort of a, a cacophony of little clips from history, yeah. like broadcast moments of history, like iconic moments in in our British history. That's the joke, though. Yeah. And they, and yeah, and, and I get it, and I, I I totally I totally get it. You know, Winston Churchill quote. There's a bit of Maggie Thatcher in there as well. You know, yeah. real like Nelson Mandela mi- milestone JFK. moments of you know like news broadcasting, and then suddenly Alan Partridge kicks in and goes something about the you know the, the number one busker in North Nor- Norfolk. It's yeah. like least what? grateful busker. That's the least grateful busker in North Norfolk, um, and and it's. 
You're getting it's, ideas, it's, aren't you? No, for your, it, for your show. no. I, that's the worst part about it. I feel like if you, I feel like if I watch too much Alan Partridge, I'd start becoming like Alan Partridge. There's nothing wrong with that. No, there is everything wrong. He's with just that. got to be. He's just back on the BBC. I don't, no, I don't he's, care. He's back in the big time. I don't care. The man's a charlatan. <laughs> he emailed every member of staff at the BBC. Yeah. Um, saying he's back. Yeah. Um, I didn't get that email, by the way. Yeah, because you're always, you're always number one. You're always nemesis. Arch nemesis. I am his ABBA. <laughs> I am to Steve Coogan what ABBA is to me. Thing is, thing is, <laughs> he hates me. Coogan never met. The whole, the whole, the whole premise of Alan Partridge is he was on the BBC. He yeah. got fired because he basically killed someone. Never got that second series. <laughs> then we followed him around on a documentary series, yeah. and then he got put onto North Norfolk Digital Radio, which is basically <laughs> the graveyard. Um, and because uh, someone was sick on this BBC uh, show, which is effectively the one show, yeah, he's got another chance. Yeah, which is what we'll come on to in a little bit because that's the other one we're going to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. in a moment. Um, <sighs> I mean, he's got he's got a mid morning radio show on North Norfolk Digital. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is I, I'm trying to be obje- subjective here and a bit objective and, and trying to think about the positives because it oh, it makes me feel so uncomfortable watching it. Do we think you. about positives? The whole thing's a positive. No, you know, no, but what I'm saying it's genius on on so many of the details. Like, yeah. f- you know, if to, to appreciate what he's doing, he's he's a man who's. Got ideas way above his station. The very fact that it's called North Norfolk yeah. Digital, right? So it's not just the whole county of Norfolk hearing this. It's only mm. the north. Yeah. And it's not really on the FM frequencies. It's only on digital. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know we're going to a digital world nowadays with radio and not mm-hmm. to bore people and get all anarchy about it. But, you know, this is 2010 when digital radio was only just creeping in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not many people were actually even on the digital, like, multiplex. Mm-hmm. And... So, you know, we're talking about a very, very small portion of North Norfolk, even potentially listening. I love it. And he's he's tackling all these enormous issues and referring back to references long before like current day. But I think the comedy comes from the specifics and the details. Oh. And that's what it, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what comedy is. If you're if his storytelling is yeah. brilliant. And the thing that he does the best is the, the but my it's favorite. It's all th- inappropriate. Yeah, my favorite, my f- absolute favorite thing in stand-up in comedy is when comedians or actors, or whatever, get specific. Where yeah. you, you don't say he was eating a packet of crisps, you say he was eating a packet of cheese and onion walkers. Yeah. Because then you can picture it. Yeah. And that's it. And he was op- and he opened the bag upside down because he'd heard from a documentary he was watching only the other day on BBC Two. Yeah. That if you open the pack from upside upside down, yeah. As far as far as the label is concerned, the more flavour is stored at that end of the bag. Exactly. Exactly, and he thought it was sort of vinegar because it was because it was, it was the uh, green one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone knows it's the blue one, sort of vinegar, yeah. not and green cheese and onion. Exactly, and it, yeah, and I know I to- that kind of I totally, detail I, is funny. I absolutely agree. I, you are that is the genius of this program and this character that Steve has created, um, and and I think for me personally, it works. Maybe because I work in radio and and in that sense, and I haven't done television. It works better for me in mid-morning matters than it does maybe on diet this time or knowing me, knowing you, which we've done. Mm-hmm. But I still get it. Yeah. You know, I still get it. Also, with the medium of radio, whilst we are watching it, because it's yeah. a television show made about his radio show, mm-hmm. you have to be that much more precise with your words. You have to be that much more colourful and you have to you have to elaborate much more yeah. with what you describe because you've only got your words on radio. True. So I think there's an element of that him him really kind of finding that detail yeah. in how to tell a story mm-hmm. and nailing it. Well, yeah. But the fact we can watch him sat there in a in a sort of like you know um, nylon. 
tracksuit top yeah. and his glasses wrapped around his, right around his neck on a chain is... I mean, with what's his, like, I mean like, it's genius, but it really winds me up. The, 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 um, the other genius thing about this is all we're seeing is one room. You're just seeing yeah. the webcam into the studio. Yep. And he manages to create almost worlds in your head of like all these mad things that are going on, these mad things all over. Mm. Just And that's what DJs have to do. Yeah. That's what you have to do as a DJ. You have yeah. to build worlds in people's because, heads. Yeah, the studios, I mean, you know, you're looking at that and you might think there's a TV set and it's been set up. That is a real radio studio. That looks like a studio to me. That looks, ge- looks like Phoenix FM, mate. It's a genuine radio studio being used somewhere in, yeah. in, in probably Norfolk as well. Yeah. Um, and radio studios aren't, aren't inspiring spots. Like, <laughs> they're, they're not. They're, I mean, it doesn't really matter where you go. Like, yeah. If, I mean, for example, just to bring up something, a, a, a um, reference that might help. So Jeff Lloyd, who used to do the Home Time Show on Absolute Radio. Again, um, specifically, you've been very partridge right now. I love it. I know, right? <laughs> Jeff Lloyd. So on Jeff Lloyd, the- who, who, who now does a couple of podcasts and does a little bit with Union Jack Radio, used to do... <laughs> That's home- not real. It, Hang on. That- it is. On what radio? Union Jack Radio. You've made that up. Here's the app. Union Jack Radio. You've got a Union Jack Radio. Play, playing the best of British. They play British music and British comedy only. Um, check them out. You can also vote for which song you'd like to hear next. That's handy. So if you okay. want to, so if you would like Guys. to hear Stereo MCs Connected sooner rather than Annie Lennox's Walking on Broken Glass, you push the button. Good. Boom. That has just moved it up the pecking order. I'm going to steal that technology. Union Jack anyway. Radio, everybody. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, so Jeff Lloyd used to do the home time show on Absolute Radio, and he went through a, a period of time where he used to actually decorate the studio before he went in and went live. Okay. So uh, most, like most for webcam purposes. No, no, not oh. at all. Just for his own. So he felt like he was in some sort of creative, fun space, nice. rather than just being in a bland, soundproof box mm-hmm. with a window through food production suite and, yeah. and a door with a window on it as well. So you, see, you know, it, because they're not particularly inspiring spots. You know, they they are. A space for a studio. Again, they're treated. I bring up Phoenix FM, yeah. <laughs> but, they, but, but it doesn't really matter. BBC studios aren't right. aren't particularly interesting to look at. I've been in your studio. Look, it's sort of better than most places. Yeah, of course yeah. it is. I mean, yeah, and that's that's understandable. But they they're practical. They serve a purpose. Yeah. They allow you to broadcast in, in as good a quality as you can possibly get. Um, you know, that's what they're designed for. They're mm. not designed to look good. They're designed to sound good. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, when you look at that space that he's in, that's exactly what sort of thing most DJs are sort of faced with. Yeah. You know, wooden racks of boxes lined up with CD players in there and a microphone on a, on a horrible black stand made of metal that clinks yep. a little bit. You've got a keyboard in front of you. You've got buttons on, you know, for go. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I do wonder, I, I mean, I don't, I've never looked into Steve Coogan's career before, Writing oh, for ra- television. He's done radio, yeah. But I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure he's done radio before. And, and I and I just wonder, I would love to know officially yeah. from him, mm-hmm. hand on heart, who he is based Alan Partridge on. I've heard rumours. Who who do you think? Cause I, I, I can t- I'm, not, I'm not naming names. Well, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm you can tell what you like. I'm not naming names. Yeah. I've heard rumours. Well, like, I mean... But I'm not going to start because I, I, I'd love... I would genuinely... Well, it's it's a mix. Not even not even to spread it around the internet, but I just love no, to know what Steve Coogan I has based it on. I think it's a mixture of people like um, Richard Madeley, <laughs> okay. um, Noel Edmonds, right. Um, there's a little bit of Wogan in there as well, um, but yeah, it's, it's that type of character where you, they don't realise the stuff they're saying is a little bit like wrong, a little bit right wing. Yeah, um, but they say it anyway, and. Um, I think this format of 
still camera, just just shooting him, yeah. sitting there and just telling jokes, shows the power of of Coogan and how good he is. At yeah. Just he doesn't need any fancy like editing or like walking around or like stunts. He can he can do all the stunts with his tongue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. No. No. It's, it's true. It is true. Um, um, I, I, <laughs> what do you think of the, the episode as a whole? Like um, in terms of like. I mean, it's it's so wonderfully awkward. Yeah. every step of the way mm-hmm. when he turns he turns like a seven-year-old off because he goes like you know tongue twisters you know, t- t- she comes on with a riddle she yeah. goes no that's not what we're after for rather than just treating the seven-year-old like a normal seven-year-old go go oh do you know what let's do a riddle why not let's do a riddle like i would yeah, if, yeah. If, if i if i t- generally said let's do some tongue twisters come on and, and give us your best tongue twister and someone came on with a riddle i go well it's not exactly what we asked for but let's let's do riddles as well yeah <laughs> and it's not because i'm trying to be like you know i you know i'll poor then they didn't get it yeah yeah because yeah, i'll always shoot people down mm-hmm. like someone every now and then comes up with a rubbish suggestion when i ask for song suggestions like for, if i come up with a theme for our playlist yeah, yeah we do on the show we give listeners a pick from every afternoon and if someone comes up with one and it's not what i want yeah i will say oh, no 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 that's another playlist we'll do that another time yeah but that's not what i want today i want this and i'll give you some other examples okay so i have no problem with telling a listener they haven't got it yeah. Because I think it's only fair. Be honest with them. Don't don't lie to them and patronise them. Just tell them the truth and say, it's a good one if we were doing this. So that yeah. kind of comes under that category. What I want is but you, X. You must have seen, especially in this episode, you must have seen similarities, a lot of similarities to some of the stuff that you have to do every day. For instance, you have tons of guests every week yeah like I every see. day yeah you have like three four five people different we have, people we have probably five to six people a day on the show absolutely crazy same as partridge and for instance yes but also there's other thing is that and there's elements that we have to move on to this time in a minute yeah, yeah. um but, but he like I, I i talk to my guests quite a lot off air so yeah. whilst we've got a song on, mm-hmm. the S comes in, sits down, we get them comfy. I always, I always make them feel at ease. You know, I always try and like talk to them and think to self because this is not their job. They're not used to sitting in a soundproof box talking yeah. to someone on the radio, being live to, you know, masses of people. Mm-hmm. Some people get really, really nervous. So I've, it's my job. The whole North Norfolk area, basically. I know. My yeah. my job is to make them feel comfortable and then get the best out of them. Not to ask stupid questions or to cut them off halfway and just go, oh, we just had a text in here confirming something from 15 minutes ago, by the way. <laughs> you know, like, and, and it's just those moments where I think, I've heard people do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I still hear people doing stuff like that mm. all the time. And I'm not, I'm not here to name names and I wouldn't do it anyway. And everywhere, that. everywhere. And I don't, and I'm not specific either to anywhere. Yeah. I, I, on the biggest levels yeah. and some of the smallest levels as well. I've, um, it's about sort of being smart and thinking, yeah. where am I now? Have I moved too far away from something we did earlier? Mm-hmm. Or can I refer back to it? And if yeah. you do, you've got to half explain it. I, I love the thing that he does in this episode, and he, and he pretty much does it in every episode. He is clever. Where he, where he he essentially asks the question of of his guest because he has an answer that he wants to tell himself. <laughs> yeah. So he just turns it around to, to himself. And I, I listen to a particular podcast, again, I'm not going to name it, where the host, all he does is is getting ready with his story. So he tells us, he tells a, he asks a question of the person, almost cuts them off halfway through, just so he could t- tell his anecdote. And um, yeah, these people exist out there. Mm. Um, one thing I'm going to ask you is, do you find this almost hard to watch because it's too close to real life and the people that you see on a regular basis and the situations that you have to put yourself into. 
Yes. Yeah. So this, you should love this then because no. it's showing other people. Do you know your what I'd life. really like? I, I mean, it's it's, gonna, it's an impossible situation for me to to create here, um, and I think this will probably be the final thing I say on it. Um, I would love to watch this with no experience of radio. Yeah, but it's never going to happen. So that's, that's the the problem is I'm never going to be able to watch any of this, I, I, and as and as objective as I'm trying to be when I watch it, I can't watch it n- not knowing what I know. And not having met or no, no. Do you know what? That's not. That's unfair. It's not even people I've met. But like, I listen around to the radio of you know all stations because I like to always keep an eye across. You're the only listener to the Union Jack uh, radio. Yeah, well, you know, I don't just listen to Union Jack. I listen okay. to Absolute. I listen to Radio X. I listen to Capital Radio One, Virgin. You know, whatever. If I can get it, I listen to it because I always think to myself. Is anyone playing a song that I haven't played for a long time? Because that's always a nice thing to find out. Because yeah. occasionally you just get reminded of a great song that you think, I'm going to play that this afternoon. Yeah, that's yeah. a great song. But other times, someone might just like, kind of mention something. You think, ah, that's quite good. Mm-hmm. I'll pop that in the bank for another day. Mm-hmm. I, know the f- I know that is a fact that everyone does. Because only a few days ago, I was doing something on air. Just a quick listener survey. 10-minute flash survey was through in the middle of the show. Yeah. Following morning, it was on a very big national breakfast show. I'm not saying I'm not saying that I came up with the idea by no means, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like it was something I'd picked out of the news and turned into my idea. Yeah. It was something that happened to me that morning. Yeah, I then decided to turn it into a little thing, did it on air, and then the next morning it was mm-hmm. being discussed on the big next national breakfast show that I happened to have on. Yeah, and I was thinking, was you flattered or was you peed off? Flattered. Okay, that's good. You've got to be flattered. No, I didn't have an original idea. It wasn't the first time someone discussed... I can't even remember what it was. I can't... I wasn't the first person to throw that out, mm-hmm. ever. That's not That's not what I'm talking about. Was but it, why are bees furry? Funnily enough, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> why are they furry? Do bees have knees? Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, again, it's just one of those things that you know, people recycle ideas. Don't want to say the word steal, because it's recycling. You do mm-hmm. it in your own... You've got to adapt it to your audience. Mm-hmm. And I've heard so many people do some uh, amazing things on radio. Yeah. Incredible. And I've also heard the amazing moments where people completely balls it up. Yeah. And unfortunately, what Steve has done is collected all those balls ups yeah. and put it in one show. Brilliant. And for me, it's like my worst nightmare. Yeah. That would be torture to me to be made to listen to a radio station like that <laughs> 24 hours a day. I would, that is... When I, I go to hell... It. Yeah. Because let's be honest, right? When I go to hell, okay, that is what will be on 24-7 for eternity. But it'll be your worst bits. Yes. <laughs> it'll be all the bits I completely ballsed up. Okay, so so my, my last thing about this. Sorry, go on. Um, do you feel like because of your experience, mm. it enhances the watch of this show? Or do you think it de- detracts from the show? Detracts from it. Really? I don't think I can enjoy it as much as I want to enjoy it. Right. Which is strange, and this is the final thing I say, because some of my colleagues mm-hmm. absolutely love Partridge. They cannot get enough of him. And yeah. I think to myself, how do you do that for a living and watch it and not feel uncomfortable? Because it's it's something... And that's where, I'm, that's where it makes me feel like maybe they're the Partridge of my office. <laughs> but it's like football. No name's Ben. <laughs> ben. <laughs> I love um, you, really. But it's like football to watch football. Tennis players watch watch tennis. Oh yeah, but that would drive me nuts. <laughs> if I was a professional footballer and I was actually of any decent standard, yeah. and I watched football, mm-hmm. and they were just like shanking it into the you know row F. Yeah. Oh, they'd know me know it. I, that I would be the equivalent, it. wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be like Messi watching a watching a, a five side football match with Accrington uh, Stanley. Yeah, he wouldn't, would he? On a when on a Tuesday night mm-hmm. away 
in the third qualifying round replay against Yeovil under 17s. So you saying you can't enjoy this? <laughs> See, because this is the problem. I'm becoming partridge. I'm yeah, describing this story. You can't enjoy this because you're the messy of BBC Radio. Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. I'm not, I'm not going to argue there. Um, so shall we do the other break? <laughs> yeah. Let's do the other show. Such a diva. <laughs> um, so mid-morning matters. Um, I can appreciate it's genius. It is very clever. Yeah. But it's it's nearly unbearable for me to watch. I love it. I, I love it. And I think that's the point. Yeah. Just that's this it. So your show, another partridge <laughs> show for God's sake. Another twenty minutes of this. Um, so my show, as you probably guess, um, is the brand new BBC show uh, with the. Um, Inimitable Alan Partridge. <laughs> it's this time with Alan Partridge. Hello and welcome to this time with me, Alan Partridge. The long-awaited return of the BBC's Golden Boy. How long? Black. Hey, do you know how long it was between Mid Morning Matters season two and yeah. this? A couple of years. It's only a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems longer than that. No, no. It's, it's, it's I mean, he hasn't been in the Alan because the thing is, he's, ma- he's universe. Made so, he's, yeah, exactly. In the yeah. Alan universe, he's made it feel like he's been away for like 10, 15 years. Well, from the BBC, he has because he's been yeah. Um, Sky was mid morning masses. Yeah. yeah, and then he had um, I'm Alan Partridge, so it was his journey back to the BBC, which never quite happened. And then he did mid mid morning matters. Obviously, Alpha Papa was was after that. Um, and yeah, he's finally back. So the whole premise of this uh, TV show again, if you want a deep, 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 deep dive. Go listen to Monkey Tennis yeah. because it will it will go deep dive into the episode one of this, um, and 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 you won't hear people whinging about how uncomfortable it is um, from the same <laughs> same tone as I make. To, I am take keen to, it. to see what you think about this. But now it's it's not radio, it's TV. But just to give you the overall thing, um, so it's a it's a it's a TV show like almost like a a mock of the one show. So think of the format of the one show yep. with a male and female presenter. And uh, the previous male presenter is off sick. Oh, sick. It's not well. Yeah. Um, John Baskell. And so obviously, you know, you know, you call in the big shots and none of them are available. And yeah. so you call in the sort of slightly smaller shots yeah. and none of them are available. Unfortunately. Um, so literally no one else is left and yeah. they've called Alan. Uh, exactly. And Alan grasps the opportunity with both hands, grubby hands. And uh, yeah. And he made sure he he, he made people aware um, that he's big back. in the back time. Yep, he's been emailing his uh, his past uh, um, colleagues. Yeah, just to let them know and rub it in their faces. That's what everyone wants to do. Um, and he yeah, he's back on the BBC. He is the co-presenter alongside Jenny Gresham, um, a standard beautiful yep. um, sidekick um, who. Has no time for Alan. No. Has no time for Alan. She's used to having uh, a kind of amiable, um, larger, gentle, older gentleman uh, uh, to her to her right. Um, but he's off sick. He was actually quite touchy feely as well, as you, you can see in like little past uh, in the little things. So, right, there's a kind of title sequence in there for the show, which yeah. you've just heard the music from. 
And uh, yeah, there's it's just there's a, there's a rapport. Yeah. Should we say that? Should we say a rapport? Exactly. And uh, <coughs> I would say that the previous host, John John Baskell, um, is. This sounds like you're gonna be sick as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna replace you with Alan Partridge as well. Um, so uh, yeah, John Baskell. Um, he is. Um, yeah, as far as we were, we don't know when he's going to come back. No. So Alan has taken over, and he is loving it. He's already making his stamp on this TV show, bringing his infographics and also his sidekick Simon. He, he's brought just, sidekick Simon. I just from don't know a, how he's pulled that off. So you've got to think about like, really think about how he's managed to convince the BBC to let sidekick Simon onto the show. Sidekick Simon has no presenting experience. Here he is in front of an electronic screen. Um, he's meant to be the person, the youth, who is who's able to present um, the, the kind of social uh, media side of things yeah. that, and, and how things are progressing. But he, he just can't do it. And he's basically showed up. Alan, Alan is not happy that that um, psychic Simon has shown him up. I think up. that's almost the most uh, most extraordinary part about this because, you know, Alan is an absolute charlatan and clearly got yeah. his way above his station. He's out of his depth, yeah. really, in a professionalism sort of sense. And, and that sort of, But yet Simon has somehow made Alan look... Yeah. Like he knows what he's doing. Exactly. Played played uh, Tim brilliantly Key. by Tim Key, who... Um, Wonderful comedian. Yeah. And he does that thing that kind of like... Um, like Jim from um, The Office, you can just look <laughs> at the camera and you'll, yeah. you'll, it's a myriad of like yeah. feelings there. Um, yeah, so it's the standard kind of magazine style one show type uh, situation here, yep. where they have various different segments and various different interviews. Um, again, we won't go through every single one of them, but um, we get to see um, Alan standing in a petri dish of kind of talking about hygiene, which I think is quite funny, very over the top, um, almost Chris Morris style graphics there. Um, his interaction with Jenny, Jenny Grisham is brilliant as well because she cannot believe that he's like saying some of the things he's saying. Uh, but the whole time staying professional she knows she's on camera she can't even pull her face you know Uh, exactly which is the difference between tv and radio yes uh, we get one of the one of the best sequences here, I think. Anyway, is the the cyber terrorism kind of segment where oh, that is good. Where the tables they kind of get turned a couple of times. Where Alan leads, not, not really. Well, Alan, they totally get turned. Well, yeah, Alan leads the leads the interview up first, um, and he thinks he's just talking to an absolute scumbag, and um, and that's effectively like the guy is a scumbag, but then. He reveals that he's hacked Alan, and he starts revealing some of his um, personal emails and some of the things he's 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 been looking at. Um, but then Alan turns the tables on him by uh, revealing Jeremy his, Kyle style, yeah, his true identity, which was not in the contract, and um, yeah, it kind of t- turns the tables. Um, and I think this is, and we've talked about this on Monkey Tennis as well. Um, this particular series of 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 Alan Partridge. It shows Alan in a new light. He's changed since, even since Midwater Matters. He's become a little bit more left-leaning. Um, he also tends to get his way quite a lot um, in 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 these episodes. So here we see him kind of kind of talk about the his first way. one only. Yeah, keep it to the first one. Yeah. So in this episode, he kind of does get his get his way. Um, what I think is brilliant with this TV show is it never it doesn't let up on the the premise that this is a daytime almost light-hearted one-show style show. Yeah. So the, the the kind of segments are all really banal and don't... It's nothing really It's not matters. really news. Yeah, it's, it's not hard-hitting at all. Um, and 
but Alan is so pleased to be back, um, and I just I just love these interactions. One of the uh, the great things about this is also we see in the um, in the downtime when when the kind of the VT is playing, yep. we see his ever suffering uh, PA Lynn, yeah, fifty, who is very very very. Well, she's not fifty anymore. She's actually a bit older now, so she's probably Lynn sixty four, and uh, she. So we get to see it, and this is brilliant because um, we've seen mockumentary style shows about TV shows before, yep. and uh, we get to see behind the scenes, and we, we get to see little snippets of Lynn just being a nutcase. She is a nutcase. She in the in the years that have passed, she has become more horrid. Um, she's essentially morphed into a witch. Um, all she cares about now. Is stepping on other people's necks in order to get um, Alan further ahead. She has become his his arch- archangel of death almost, um, <laughs> and she also like warns him against um, against his co-host. And you don't know whether it comes from a place of of love because uh, she really wants him to watch out for her, or if it's, she's just jealous that there's another woman vying for his attention. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was. She only appears for brief moments throughout the episode as well, but yeah. it's just enough to get yeah to give you that kind of like oh, what's, your, what's her problem exactly, and you just want to know what's happening in the meantime to, of to Lynn. You do. Like, has she is she, is she still like she's in still wearing the same coat that yeah. she was wearing like ten years ago? Brilliant, but like she's also very much colder than she ever was before. So it's great seeing all these characters, and I think this first episode um, really set the tone for the for the episodes to come. And um, to be quite honest, I bloody love it. Yeah, yeah. I really, really do. Uh, we're only four episodes into the new series at the moment. And I'm loving it a lot so far. Um, by the way, Paul will like the fact I called it a series. It is a series. Because, you know, it's Alan Partridge and it's, mm-hmm. it's British, so British. it's a series. Yeah. Um, but yeah, four episodes into this series, there is uh, set to be six. Uh, the first, <laughs> final episode being on April Fool's Day. Yeah. Needless to say, I'm sure that'll have some antics in it. But I don't know. All right, so questions then, really. Okay. I've got some questions for you. Fire away. Do you think Alan Partridge works as a character better on TV or radio? <clears throat> I, i.e. mid-morning matters character or this time? It's a good question because I think um, Alan works better when he is a little bit more unsuccessful. It's the journey to, to success that's more interesting than actually being on top of his game. At the moment, he he's top of his game. Yeah. And... I can't wait to see him fall. So, like, because that's where there's more comedy. So I am very, very, very certain that by the last episode, he will mess this up. He's got a sweet deal right now. He will mess this up. He will either kill someone live on air once again. He will do something very inappropriate with his co-host. He will accidentally step on a dog's face. Something will happen. He'll drop a baby on onto some stickle bricks and, and that'll cause a, a sensation and get sacked. I think he's winging his way back to North North Digital as we speak because he's been sacked. That, that's my prediction for the last episode. Um, but the ratings have been all right for, for for this time, so there could be a season two. They can. Yeah, it's, it's, hard, per- it's, it's hard to sort of judge really because you know you, when a show like this comes back, it's got some credentials to start with. Before, you know, so it kind of comes with a history and a yeah. following. Which is always a helpful, you know, pitch when you're trying to get a show back on, or, or do something new with a sort of established character. Yeah. But also that you know it's a Monday night. It's not really competing with anything at that time of yeah. night. I'm surprised it's a Monday so, night. So yeah, and it's 
and part of me as well is like you know it is um it's become a little bit appointment television something we haven't brought up for a while Correct, but it has, yeah. um because they've broadcast it every monday night i think is it nine or ten o'clock it's half past nine half past nine um you know you get this sort of uh, appointment television which is rare in this mm-hmm. day and age yeah. um and i know people on tuesday mornings at work will be talking about alan partridge and last night's episode and things yeah. like that and then there'll always be someone come on go i didn't watch it i was out and they have to wait till that person leaves the office and then they can gas about it as much as they like um and it's quite nice to sort of see a television show that's doing the appointment television thing mm-hmm. and getting people talking about it on, a, on the following morning in the office. That's essentially what great television should do. We, you know, we probably don't have it as a, as a commandment in our episodes, but no, um, but it's sort of there the whole time. We've yeah. talked about those shows that you can binge watch because yeah. they're all uploaded onto Netflix or the iPlayer or Prime, whatever. Mm-hmm. But having that show make you wait a week to watch the next episode to see how it's going to go... Yeah, it's there is something about it, and there is I I find that quite appealing. I'm yeah. I'm a big fan of that appointment television being made to yeah. wait, and the fact that we know he's we know he's going to mess up. Salmon Partridge, yeah, and you're just waiting, you're just waiting for it. It gives you even more like the the, the, the anticipation is even more like tangible um, because of this. Um, so I'm keen to see what score you're going to give it. Like just overall for for this time, I think it's very very well done. Um, I think. The episodes get better as they go along. Even yeah. though we're talking only talking about the first episode, but I think he's established Alan as a viable TV presenter again. Um, but we see a different side. This is a first, this is a different Alan. It's a good evolution. Yeah, it's a different side to Alan. We see him actually get in his way some of the times, and he's like said, top the cyber, of his game with the cyber sort of terrorist, as he calls him uh, when he's interviewing. There's yeah. a moment of like, you know what? He's actually all right at this. Yeah. And then obviously it goes completely wrong you know, within a few minutes. But, yeah. But, but he's premeditated that that he might pull some tricks. So he has... He, he knew Yeah, but then there's, then there's the line of professionalism crossed when he takes off the mask yeah. and he's like, well, hang on a minute. We're supposed to be anonymous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This wasn't in the deal, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then there's that moment where he sort of recreates the Jeremy Carl thing where he storms off, off, off set behind the scenes and chases him with a camera. And, and says, well, come really, on, then answer my question. Yeah. Answer my question. And then he's in the lift all the way Emily down. Emily Maitlis is there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's, I find it so hard. It's so hard to give this an honest score because I feel just, so uncomfortable. <laughs> so but, but that's the beauty of Alan Partridge. But I know that's exactly what he wants me to feel. Yeah. I know that's what Steve Coogan sat down and designed the show to be. It's about making people laugh, also mm-hmm. making you feel slightly uncomfortable from time yeah. to time as well. Because so, isn't it better to feel something about a TV show than rather than going, Meh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you can feel something from the television show, we've always said about the characters, love or hate them. Yeah. Yeah. If you feel something, then they've they've done their job. Yeah. So, all right, let's do that. Let's run it against the commandments. We have ten, 10 commandments uh, for those who join us in the last you know, week or so. This is maybe the first episode. Welcome on board. 10 things we like to look for in each pilot episode. And we start with, do you want to watch episode two? Mid-morning matters. Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, I think very, very funny. I, I would watch episode two. Yeah. I'll say that much. I'm not mm-hmm. looking for it, but I would watch okay. it. Yeah. Um, this time... Uh, yes, I think the the reason why is because you don't know if he's if he's gonna get the job permanently. He is a temp a temp there basically. Yeah, and he's desperate to get that permanent job. Slightly less so, but still yes. Okay, I would still, I would watch episode two. Right. Do I want to? Mm. 
Uh, does it have a memorable theme tune? Uh, well, the mid-morning masses has kind of got jingle, so... Yeah. Which you sung beautifully for us. Yeah. North, North. This time, less so, quite generic daytime magazine show Do-ne-ne. theme tune. Yeah. But like I think the more you the more you kind of hear it, yeah. the, the more it kind of ingrains itself into your brain. Jingles work slightly quicker than yeah. whole beds of music. But it's effectively meant to be like the one show, so it's, it's got one of those kind of generic Deliberately, yeah. daytime. Uh, neither mentions the title of the show, although technically the jingle does. Oh, it's ish. Uh, kind of, yeah. It sort of does. Um, does it introduce you to a new character or journey? Mid-morning matters, no. Because he's kind of already there, and you're kind of just dropping in, you know, one of his yeah. shows. Whereas this time, yeah, it's kind of like, okay, he's got a new jo- opportunity now. Yeah, he's got, got a new, new job. We're seeing him in his new job. <clears throat> see if he um, actually can, can can perform the way he thinks he's he, the way he's been telling us. What he's always been telling us, like it, when he's back at the big time, that'll be it. But is he actually putting off yeah. what he said? He is, would? is he doing it? Yeah. Is he making it work? Uh, would you pause for a pee? Mid morning matters. Nope. No. But this time I would. Oh, uh, would you? I feel like because it's on the BBC, of all places, it feels more important. And okay. because we know BBC don't have adverts, okay. you have to. All right. Okay. I probably wouldn't. Do you feel emotionally connected, love or hate? You or, definitely or, do. Or, or awkward, I guess. I should probably add at this point. Yeah. You definitely do. I feel awkward the whole time. I, because I, I mean, I feel like half my life is Alan Partridge at this point. I am emotionally connected to Alan. Um, I want him to do, I want him to do well, but then I also want to see him fail spectacularly because I want to see his meteoric rise again. Yeah. So in order to see that, I need to see him fall. I need to see him equidistance between uh, Norwich and London um, in, in in a caravan park. Which I think is the... Uppermost northern parts of Essex somewhere. Is or maybe on the border of Suffolk and Essex. Well, it's probably to be Ipswich. Okay. Service station. Yeah. Um, would you recommend it? I would wholeheartedly recommend both of them. I yeah, I, th- I, went I, I think I would. Bloody Torf with, with with Midmorning Matters. We went we went with Midmorning Matters season two. We <coughs> went Bristol, Manchester, <coughs> London, talking about it. I think I would recommend it. But I'm just not the right. But I don't think my recommendation would would convince people. That's the problem. That's how I. That's how I feel. Would be is the honest answer to that one. I don't think my recommendation would actually justify anyone watching it. Well, if you said it, they would because then people know that you were a little bit cringe about it. I I just yeah. Okay. I hate myself for watching it. To be honest with you, <laughs> is there a mic drop? Slightly in this time when he turns the tables and the emails come out. Yeah. But it's not really a mic drop as such. Not really. Definitely not in Mid-Morning Matters. Uh, no. Does it defy expectations? I think Mid-Morning Matters does because it, it, yeah. you're only in one little room. Yeah, it, it's so powerful. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I expected a lot from this time and it, it achieved it. It didn't de- defy it. Okay. Has it aged well? Yeah. Mid-Morning Matters has and Alan has aged well. Um, because, because yeah, that's analyzed Alan. Then I think yes, the character of Alan Partridge, both parts yeah. have aged okay. Exactly, and there's been evolution for the character yeah. of Alan as well. It's not just the same. So yeah, hasn't yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, he's moved him on. Yeah, as in Steve has moved Alan on, mm-hmm. in any sense of the word. Yeah. Um, 
And is the hype real? I mean, Mid Morning Matters didn't really come with too much of a no fanfare. So it kind of came and was. That's yep. fine. Um, but this time definitely came with a whole load of hype. Lots so of hype. does it live up to it? I think it does. I've seen people online say it's the worst thing they've ever seen. I've seen people say it's the best thing they've ever seen. People are talking about it, though. Yeah. So ultimately, mm-hmm. it's done its job, hasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Score time. Mid Morning Matters. First episode's strong. It is. But you have to give the score first. Okay. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's a 7.5. I'm just going to ignore the fact I feel awkward about it and think about how the creativity, the cleverness of it. Yeah. Um, 7.5. There's things that That's I would good. do, things I would do, but I would give it a better theme tune. Um, but yeah, for as you say, it's what it is, what it's done and where it's at. Yeah. It's, yeah. There you go, seven point five. I prefer season two of Minimal Matters. Uh, it's just a personal preference. One. Just a personal preference. Yeah, uh, but it's, it's still good. Um, I'm gonna give it a seven. All right. Um, it's definitely not the best uh, episode of this of series one, mm-hmm. but it's good. Okay. Yeah. This time with Alan Partridge. Um, it might just be because it's newer, but I, I preferred it to, to episode one of Minimal Matters, but not okay. by much. Can I, can I before you give my number? Yep. Do you think this is a better pilot than Knowing Me, Knowing You? Just out of interest. Instinctively. Go with your gut. No. Okay. So I just want to just intrigue. But then you're going to tell me what I, what I no. can't remember what I, I said. Oh, for... I can't remember what it is, mate. It was okay. ages ago. Good, 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 good. 7.5. Okay. Um, again, it's not the best episode of, of, of this time by a long shot. And we've only seen four episodes. Um, and... I think there's definitely room for improvement and we're just they're just getting to grips with the this new Alan and the characters around him. It got extra points for me for, for Lynn. It probably would have been a seven. Okay. But seeing Lynn was just was such a such a, a good moment for me. So um seven point five. Seven. Okay. So um I'm the... surprised you, you gave it as high as that, because I thought you were gonna give it lower. Um I, I, it's, it's hard. I'm having to deliberately ignore that every impulse in me that says just give it a two. You were, you're, it was entertaining though. Come on, the situation was entertaining. Yeah, I, I, the thing is, I'm being. I'm trying to say, I, and I hope people don't think I'm being a knob when I say this, but it's so hard when you when you when you watch something that you're not enjoying. Yeah. And I wasn't enjoying any moment of watching either of them. <laughs> But I can appreciate the cleverness and the writing and the smarts that have gone Come into on. it. And I wasn't. I didn't enjoy didn't, it one bit. Are you didn't, kidding me? No. I, it took, I can't even... I didn't watch either of the shows in one sitting. This is like me when like I watch something like, I don't know, like Top Gear or something. Like, I just... I, like People telling me it's good, so I'll watch it, but I'm just there stony-faced. I didn't watch either of these episodes without doing it in two sittings. Really? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Because they're quite short shows. I know. <laughs> because I just feel so uncomfortable watching it the whole time. Hmm, okay, I'm sure the monkey tennis boys are listening to this. And listen, I, I'm, it's, it's just one man's opinion. Yeah. What we try to do with the pilot podcast is yeah. give you an, an analysis of the first episode of a show, yeah. and whether or not it's worth watching on. It would be boring if we. Agreed. I would, I would say it's worth watching on. If you watch it mm-hmm. and you enjoy it, keep watching. Yeah. I and I think there's very few people in my situation. Yeah. That can't watch it. Mm-hmm. Through very very sort of fine microscope, but I know that's that's what it is. So there it is done. I'm yeah. done. And that's I'm not saying from, any more um, on it. from the the young I'm young. Not say, I'm not himself. saying I'm not saying any more than that. We're moving on next week. 
Take Ooh. 96. They're both going to the uh, league table. Neither of them is going to make the top 50 because our top 50 are 17 marks and above. Oh, okay. Um, both get 14 and a half, which I think is fair. So next week, uh, yeah. two more shows. What are you thinking? Well, Take one 96. Sh- is it my go first? Yes. I've got one straight away. I've been All wanting right. to uh, um, do this ever since I blitzed the whole of it. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, as soon as it dropped on um, Netflix. And it is the new Ricky Gervais show, Afterlife. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally watched it because of, I, because of my jet lag. I've blitzed it all in one evening. Um, and I'm not going to give my opinion on it, but it's Ricky Gervais. I like Ricky Gervais a lot. Yeah. Um, so, And it's one of the things on my list of things to watch. So that's fine. We can get to it now. And yeah. um, we'll watch that ne- for next week. Um, put up against it. Um, I don't know if there's another afterlife type show, but perhaps maybe another Gervais. How about Derek? Yeah, I've not seen it. I, I absolutely love Derek. I've not I'm seen it. One of the few, one of the few that will admit that. Out okay, loud. I, uh, <laughs> I like Derek, Derek a I, lot. I like Gervais, and I think maybe we should do Gervais week. Okay, we could Gervais week next week. Yep, Gervais Derek, in your face. Uh, Derek, uh, Derek, uh, Derek <laughs> against afterlife. Derek versus After Leaf. Liffy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. Well, listen. I'd be really th- keen to see what you think of both of them because both of them can, might be a little bit touchy. Okay. Fine. Well, mm-hmm. that's what we need. We need a bit of emotion from that television. We need to make yeah. it feel something. So that's fine. When you watch both of these, yeah. I want you to count the amount of times you almost cry. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Fine. Okay. Not of laughter, I assume. If, mm, no. <laughs> okay. And if it's zero. You're not human. Okay, fair enough. And that's the test. All right. Well, if you want to give us your thoughts on the shows, if you've seen them already, um, before we review it next week, you're very welcome to tweet us, of course, uh, on any shows you're watching. If he's watching a brilliant show, yeah, tell us what you're um, watching. We will add it to our list of shows to watch. We've now at 95. That's 100. And, that's 190 television shows we've watched the pilots to. There's only 200 shows in the world. I know. We've only got another 10 left, mate. There's five five left and we're done. We're nearly there. So let let us know. Let us know what you're watching. Uh, Hashtag put it on the list. Makes it easier for us to find. Uh, And we'll add it to the list and we'll try and watch it sooner rather than later. Take 96 next week. Afterlife and Derek. Where can we find you on Twitter? Find me on Twitter at Jed Shepard. J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. And I'm at The Jellyman. That's T-H-E-E Jellyman. Yeah. Without the year on the end. Uh, so yeah, tweet us what you think and uh, let us know. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, but found it by chance on Spotify or whatever, yeah. hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button, and it'll be with you every week uh, for you to enjoy at your leisure. Yes, and that just leaves me to say, see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. <laughs>